1: Hula, hula, hula. Then bula, bula, bula. Look who's got the front seat to the Mexican hat dance now. Just like spiders on a birthday cake. And run the
0: theme. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is real buzz takes with the real buzz crew. Buzz. Come on, player, you know how we, how we do. Pull up a chair, crack open a brew. Review your favorite movie and, and we keep it cool. Uh-huh. Ridiculous reels and a six pack of Bud. So get comfy, raise your glass and let's toast. Ridiculous reels and in a six pack of folks. Yeah. So get comfy, raise your glass and let's toast. This is real buzz taste with the real buzz crew. Come on pimpin', you know how we do. This is real buzz taste with the real buzz crew. Come on pimpin', you know how we do. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzzed crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. I'm Real Buzzed Rob. Ma, the meatloaf! <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and to my adjacent, we have Keenan, aka Keenan the Cannibal, aka Cannabis Keenan, aka Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. For four
1: hundred dollars, I got Jerry Garcia in a pouch, man. COVID nineteen. I'm in quarantine. quarantine. All right, so let's get this party
0: started. Yeah, let's fucking rage. The movie (laughs) we are doing today is Nothing But Trouble. Uh, Release date was... February fifteenth, nineteen ninety one. What, Keaton? Would you think this is a good Valentine's Day movie, like a nice date movie?
1: <laughs> yeah, this would be a uh, a nice rom com to take your sweetheart out to. Yeah, no-
0: nothing would set the mood better than this film, in my opinion. It just it would really get really get the. Well,
1: it's got everything. It's got love, and then it's also got a little bit of horror to it. So that way, she's scared. She holds your hand tight. Uh, you know? Got, okay. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. Uh, So cast, uh, the cast was
0: uh, we had Chevy Chase as Chris Thorne, Dan Aykroyd as Judge Alvin, JP Valkenheiser slash (laughs) Bobo, John Candy as Dennis and Aldona, and then uh, Demi Moore as Diane Lightson, honorable mention to Brian Doyle Murray as Brian, and then Peter Aykroyd as Mike the Doorman.
1: Oh, yeah. And the uh, I I looked up his name. Uh, Now I forgot it, though. But the the um, cash rate. Fuck the guy that works at the gas station in river's edge. Who's the Brazil. He's the Brazilianaire. Yes,
0: he is the Brazilianaire.
1: Yeah, yeah. Shout out to that guy. Yeah. For he's reading this. It, it, it's weird. Oh, we will get into that. Hold on. Um,
0: so we'll go start with uh, Chevy chase here. Uh, before this, I think he's most notably known for being on SNL. Obviously, uh, he did Caddyshack. He was Ty Webb, uh, national lampoons, vacation, flesh, 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 <laughs> flesh, uh, national lampoons, European vacation, three amigos, which is a great movie. I love that one. Uh, he was, he was Dusty Bottoms. And then uh, he also did National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation before this. After this, most notably known for Cops and Robertsons, Vegas Vacation, Hot Tub Time Machine 1 and 2, The Vacation Reboot, and then he was on the TV show Community. I, fuck, I've got it. Now that my computer's connected to it, that's, every time I get a text message, that happens. I've got to figure out how, that, how to stop that. <laughs>
1: I was like, what the fuck is that, dude?
0: And then coming up, he has a uh, movie calming out called Panda vs. Aliens.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd. Before this, obviously, SNL as well. Uh, the Blues Brothers, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, Trading Places, one of the most underrated comedies ever. Eddie Murphy, really good. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis, you see her boobies for the mm-hmm. first time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, for the first time.
0: <laughs> and then they also did, uh, he was also in Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. I didn't remember that. He plays a character called Weber. Who are we talking about? Dan Aykroyd.
1: In Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of uh. Nope, I don't know if I remember him. Oh, well, anyway.
0: He's also in Spies Like Us, Dragnet, The Great Outdoors, and also didn't know this because I've never seen the movie, but I know it's a classic. He's in Driving Miss Daisy.
1: Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that movie either. Meh. Uh, after this, he's known for the... More like Driving Me Crazy. He's <laughs> a few seconds too late on that one, too.
0: That's why we have Post. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after this, he's known for My Girl 1 and 2, Coneheads, Tommy Boy, Gross Point Blank, Fifty First First Dates, I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, and The Campaign. And coming up, he has Ghostbusters Afterlife.
1: Oh, yeah. I am interested in seeing that. Yeah, I, I hope they don't fuck it up. They can't fuck it up any worse than they did in 2016 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That, we, that, we can't say that, dude,
0: because it's, it has, it's all women cast. We have to like it. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's it's got to be good, right? <laughs> uh, John Candy... Before this, uh, known for National Lampoon's Vacation, he was Lasky. You remember the security guard at Wally World? Sorry, folks. Bart's closed. Moose out front. Should have told you. <laughs> uh, he was in Splash, that 80s movie with Tom Hanks and a mermaid. He was also
1: really good in that.
0: He played Freddie Bauer. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors, I didn't remember he was in this. He plays Wink Wilkinson. Uh, planes, Trains, and Automobiles. He was Del Griffith. And then... Um,
1: Spaceballs, <laughs> he was barf. <laughs> half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend.
0: And then you know, The Great Outdoors, and obviously I think he his most famous movie, at least the one I knew most about, was Uncle Buck.
1: Yes, he actually... I mean, I would say Uncle Buck is probably his most famous movie, but I knew him way more from uh, that small part in Vacation and then um, a movie called Who's Harry Crumb or Who Framed Harry Crumb or something like that. Yeah. Used to be on uh, Cinemax back in the day. Not that it was a titty movie, but it was always (laughs) on uh, Cinemax like during the day. I've seen that movie probably 20 times. Isn't
0: it funny that Cinemax is synonymous with...
1: Skin flicks now? Oh yeah, Cinemax. Well, like,
0: yeah, like when you say Cinemax, you have to be like, it wasn't, it wasn't softcore
1: porn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, I remember it wasn't like prime time enough for HBO, but it was on Cinemax. <laughs> so, uh, who's Harry Crumb? That might be good for the podcast.
0: Hell, think about it. Uh, after this, he's known for uh, Home Alone. He used Gus Palinski, uh Canadian bacon. In his final film before his death, was Cool Runnings. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sanka, what you smoking? I'm not smoking, man. I'm breathing. <laughs> Um sorry for the bad Jamaican accent. Impression. Yeah, man. Uh Demi Moore. So we already went over Demi Demi Moore's filmography in a different pod. So we're gonna have some you know some fun facts about her. Alternate name, Demi Kutcher, obviously, because she was married to Ashton. Uh trademark, she has five. She has a lot of trademarks. One is sparkling green eyes, two okay. is husky voice, three Cries in emotional scenes. I don't know if that's a trademark. A lot of
1: actors do that. <laughs> You're supposed to cry okay. in emotional scenes. Cries at
0: appropriate times. Yeah. Like, okay. Can make herself cry. Um, sorry. Uh, where were we? And then vulnerable charm uh, with contrasting no nonsense lilt. Lilt. Yeah, it's a way of speaking. Okay. And then um, Elizabeth Taylor esque glacial beauty. That's the fifth one. I see that. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact, in order to play the coke addict Jules in St. Elmo's Fire, she had to sign a contract stating she would stop abusing drugs and alcohol. So she already
1: was abusing drugs and alcohol.
0: Right. It was almost like she was in character and they're like, get out of character.
1: (laughs) Well, did she start doing the drugs to like get in character or was she just doing drugs already? No,
0: it was Hollywood in the 80s. It was all about blow. Okay. Blowing alcohol.
1: Um,
0: Sounds like Lee Summon in the 90s. Yes, it is. Yes, it does. Uh, well known around Hollywood that she's so demanding when it comes to perks and benefits when she's uh, uh, on a movie. Her nickname between Hollywood executives is give me more.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that's give up. me more, give me more.
0: All right, moving on. Let's go do
1: net worths. Jeez, man. That yeah. was intense there. This one. <laughs> All right, so we'll go do net worths. Um, Chevy Chase, what do you think? Oh, he's got to be worth some money, right? Well, did he get ruined? Oh, man. It, I mean, this is going to be an interesting one. His uh, reputation was ruined. Yeah. I'll say 120 million. 50 mil. 50 mil.
0: He, he had that really, really, really big uh, career arc in the 80s and early 90s. And then he became so difficult to work with. He just wasn't hired anymore. It wasn't worth it. Yeah, I, I've heard he's an asshole.
1: And that's unfortunate.
0: I've heard voicemails of him being an asshole uh, that people would leak online. And he is a real piece of work,
1: man. Really? Yeah. I need to look that up.
0: Uh, all right, Dan Aykroyd.
1: Oh, I'll stick with 120 mil. I feel like he he's never had his reputation sallied.
0: No, he hasn't. Very close, 135. All right, all right. And, you know, he had the Blues Brothers and the Ghostbusters franchise. So I mean, he's definitely and he seems
1: like he'd be like a great grandpa or like uncle or something.
0: Yeah, he's and he's like you know like
1: Chevy like Chevy Chase. He's also like a comic institution too. You know. Yeah, you know something you didn't mention him in, uh, and I'm just now remembering this, which is weird, but. Uh, that Britney Spears movie, uh, Crossroads. Crossroads.
0: I didn't mention it, and I did see that. And he was her dad, I think. He was her dad.
1: I remember for whatever reason, it's a weird choice for him. I can't believe he took that. I think it was like TRL back in the day because I used to watch that shit, and he like was on TRL like yeah, promoting Car- the movie. I was like, why the fuck is Dan Ac- like Dan Aykroyd? And I saw the movie. I mean, whatever. Two but,
0: people you'd think you'd never see in an interview together: Carson Daly and Dan Aykroyd.
1: Yeah, and he was like, I think Britney, she's really good. She's gonna go far. She's gonna have a great career. And then a couple years later, she shaved her head and
0: leave Britney alone. I mean technically she did and has a great career. She just, I don't know what she's doing now. I don't know I she's, don't know she's mentally
1: healthy. But. Yeah, I haven't heard of her in a long, a long time.
0: All right, John Candy at the time of his death.
1: 75.
0: 15, 15 million. Damn.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Wait, wait, what year did he die? Oh man, uh, Cool Runnings came out in 90, I want to say 92. Yeah, early 90s. Yeah, so maybe 91 is when he actually died. I don't know. I, I, I gotta look that up. Yeah, I have to look that up. Okay, and let's move on to specs and details. So the budget for this film, uh, $40 million, uh, opened at $4 million and grossed a whopping $8.47 million globally. Globally? 8. globally? And you said the budget was $40? Mm-hmm. Jeez, man. This movie was the flop of all flops. It did not make money. It did not do well. Oh, excuse me. Oh, you're good. <laughs> uh, okay, plot keywords. We've got uh, one as yuppie, two redneck, three diaper,
1: four roller coaster, and five pile of bones. Yeah, that all seems appropriate. Yeah, I guess diaper was uh, Bobo and Little Devil. Little Devil. Ninety-four. John Candy died. Ninety-four. Okay, so it was later than I thought. Yeah, it looks like actually Wagon's East might have been his last movie.
0: Oh, okay. Or, I no, was-
1: Canadian Bacon came out ninety-five. Oh, wow, that was wrong. Canadian Bacon. I thought Cool Runnings came out after
0: Canadian Bacon.
1: Cool Runnings, 93. Hostage for a day, 94. Wagons East, 94. And Canadian Bacon. But anyway, he died in 94. Rest in peace, J C. Rest, Cameron. Rest in
0: peace, JC. Uh, Taglines. Tagline was, all they wanted was a little getaway. All they got was nothing but trouble. Okay, that's appropriate. I actually don't mind that. Tag that's, line. A, that's a good
1: tagline. I don't mind it. It's good. I, I couldn't, I couldn't write one for this one. Did, did you have to you come up with one? My tagline's kind of in the Canopsis. It's kind of at the end of the Canopsis.
0: All right. Speaking of that, let's go ahead and do the Canopsis. Let's hear your Canopsis. Cannabis Keenan. All
1: right. Uh, unique New York. Unique New York. <coughs> the human torch was denied a bank loan. Chevy Chase and Demi Moore star in the movie Nothing But Trouble, a twisted tale from the mind of Dan Aykroyd, and a twisted foreshadowing of the movie House of a Thousand Corpses, only if it was a 90s rom-com. Join John Candy as both a man and a woman, Dan Aykroyd as a fat judge and a fatter coal miner, and Demi Moore pre-fakers as they terrorize Chevy and Demi in a movie that you'll have nothing but trouble watching. Man, that applause is way more intense, I feel like. That hit harder.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I, it was it, it was uh, one of the uh, drops came with the board, so I'm like, eh,
1: that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, we'll take yeah, it. Good job. I liked it, Keenan. Yeah, thank you. I threw in the pre fakers, Demi, in the middle there, so it didn't quite flow like I wanted it to, but you know, we'll we'll work on it. No, I will say I
0: immediately noticed that since we just did striptease and then this one, I was like, yeah, definitely pre fakers. Those do oh, yeah. not look anything like they did in the movie striptease.
1: I don't know another Demi Moore movie, but we could do a Demi Moore trilogy right now.
0: I guess we could technically
1: demology. We? Yeah. But I don't know another movie of hers. A G.I. Jane, I guess, off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, I'm trying one that would be good for this pod. I'd have to look. There yeah. might be one out there. We'll though. think
1: about it. St. Elmo's Fire, perhaps. Yeah,
0: maybe. All right, and moving on. So now we're going to do <laughs> go ahead and do a, a call check-in with Caitlin and Calvin. Oh, yeah, just,
1: Caitlin was just texting seven minutes ago. Uh, is there a status update on the call? And I was like, well, we're recording now, so... Okay, it should be any time. I'm
0: gonna pull it up here. Uh, I will give her a call. Caitlin, what's up?
2: Hello, am I coming to the board now?
0: You are. I fixed it. That's
1: what she said.
2: Oh, this is very
0: fancy. Yeah. Okay. Well, say hello to the listeners. We got uh, uh, mom of the pod and resident med- medical expert Caitlin. Say hello, Caitlin. Hello. <laughs> so, g- give us your COVID-19 update. How are you holding up with uh, under quarantine?
2: Oh, you know. Just fine. Still gotta go to work as you know, as a nurse. So,
0: oh, that's right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just. I haven't been going anywhere, so I, I forget. You have to actually go to the hospital every day.
2: Yes. No. I still have to go to my place of employment. Um, but I usually have like one day off a week, so the little lady is enjoying that.
0: Yeah. How is uh, Ellie the blow up doll? <laughs>
2: Okay. Well, uh, I wouldn't know because she's dead in a river.
0: Oh, that's very. That's a good point. Okay. That's a good point. H- how's baby Ellie? She doing okay?
2: She is good. She's chunky and eats all the time.
0: Good. So, um, did yeah. y- you did you end up watching the movie?
2: Most of it, yes.
0: <laughs> oh, I couldn't finish it. <laughs> What'd you think?
2: Uh, this was a drug fueled A what? And it was. A drug fueled fever dream. Yeah, that's not that's not a bad description horrendous. actually. It was horrendous, and I will never get that time of my life back.
0: Yeah, I was telling Keenan this movie legitimately gave me nightmares when I would I, I would see it uh, bits and pieces when I was younger when it first came out, and I was terrified of it. It just, I mean, Dan Aykroyd has one fucked up mind.
2: Yes, uh, the prosthetics were truly a work of art.
1: Oh yeah. They spent uh most of their 40 million dollar budget on his fake nose. <laughs>
0: yeah, Caitlin, you you'll hear this when you listen to it, but the the budget for the film was 40 million and it globally grossed 8.6 million.
2: That's not shocking at all. Cause this was the scariest thing I've
0: ever seen. <laughs> it was pretty like it was legitimately terrifying. There were horror elements to this. Like the said he wanted to make a monster movie and a comedy like m- like molded into one. I, I don't know if it's yes, a...
2: And he did not succeed. It was so. It was not a comedy. It was just creepy. What
0: would you think of Bobo and Little Devil? Uh,
2: poor, poor inbred grandchildren. Yeah. They had a very hills have eyes feel.
0: Ah, that's a great comparison. Hills have eyes. Like Keenan, what was the
1: one you made? Uh, you thought it was kind of like House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it was uh, if House of a Thousand Corpses was a '90s rom com. Yep. Man, terrifying yeah. movie. I laugh. I laugh sometimes though.
2: Um, the only time I laughed was at the very end when he was like, "I get to move in with my new grandson-in-law."
1: Yeah, and didn't that just look like a straight-up penis nose? No, that <laughs> at didn't, that point that was on purpose. Okay. Yeah, that the nose looked like a dick at the end. It did in
0: the middle of the movie too. It was the two scenes, two cut scenes where his nose changed. It looked like it was the tip of a penis on the end of his nose. A hundred percent. Um, yeah the, that ending Caitlin Was uh, written and rewritten a thousand times They couldn't figure out how to end the movie well, They couldn't figure out how to write the movie period But they couldn't figure out how to end the movie And this is what they came up with And uh, the production crew was very dissatisfied with the ending
2: I, I can see why It felt very disconnected from the rest of
0: the movie That's for sure Yeah totally Yeah, it's. It, um, it, it, not, not that's
2: the not, one time I chuckled Like a little bit <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh gosh I didn't go over the director Did I? Dan Aykroyd directed this movie, and it was the only movie he ever directed.
1: I can see why. There's a good reason this for that. good why, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah. One look at this movie, and they're like, "Yeah, that guy should be the boss of anything ever
1: again." <laughs> yeah, it's
0: not not what Dan wants to be remembered for. Luckily, he had a lot of uh, big hits after this. Uh, well, or before this, actually. This was. Uh, I don't know if he had a huge hit after this or not. I think all of his hits were before this: Blues Brothers and Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: This ruined. Yeah. This ruined his career. Is what you're saying?
0: No, no, I don't think so. He's had a lot of successful roles <laughs> since then, but this this definitely was a bump in the road, I would absolutely say.
2: Um, I, did anyone catch during the dinner scene when he was, um, the judge was introducing his granddaughter, what was her name, Elronda? Eldona. Like Eldona, there you go. Uh, said she was a perfect woman because she was struck dumb by lightning as a kid. <laughs>
1: She, she couldn't I speak.
2: Laughed
1: at that yeah, I, I wrote that quote down. That, yeah,
0: that. Shout out to John Candy. Great performance in drag.
2: Yeah, and he didn't have that to
0: say different. anything. That I know, uh, it was still really good. Great job, John.
2: Just had to wear the outfit. Well, they, we knew they were good at prosthetics.
0: Yeah, let's see. The, the, the babies, uh, Lil' Devil and Bobo looked like they were in like giant rubber baby suits.
1: Rubber baby, Bobo. Bu- bu-
0: rubber baby, baby bumper buck. No. Uh, all right. Well, hey, Caitlin, we'll let you go here. Uh, we're going to give Calvin a call and check on him. But thank you and continue to be safe. Stay healthy. Don't go anywhere in the hospital where you're going to get sick. <laughs>
1: yeah, that... Stay safe.
2: Well, you know, it's a hospital. <laughs> but I'll do my best, friends. Do my best. I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Sounds good. Bye-bye.
1: Bye, Caitlin. Okay, Keenan, uh, 10 bucks as Calvin didn't watch the movie. Uh I will not take that bet because there's not a chance in hell he watched this movie. Okay, I'm gonna double down. Two to one, he doesn't answer the phone. Again, not a, I don't want to take that bet. He hasn't responded on any of the texts that said we were gonna call or anything.
0: Yeah. Let's see here. I'll give him a call.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if he does, that's how we that's all you're answering. Yeah.
0: Calvin. what's up up two stints do calvin how you doing big guy
2: uh, i'm doing just sitting here
0: in isolation yeah how's it been we, we, give us your covid 19 update how's isolation been have you been uh have you been working at all
2: i have been working yes which is why i've been kicked out of every other place i've been isolating
1: at <laughs> so where are you <laughs> having to isolate now just your house by yourself with your dogs
2: yeah, Michaela, uh left. She went to her parents' house. She's not staying
1: here anymore. So why didn't you come do the podcast today?
0: Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't watch the movie. Ah, I knew <laughs> you it. Called I that. knew it. Yeah, Keenan and I were taking bets. Uh, I was betting. Uh, I said, 100 bucks says you didn't watch the movie, and I put two to one, and he doesn't answer the phone. So uh, I lost one of them. Yeah, well, I almost didn't answer the phone, but luckily I
2: got there. So you almost <laughs> won two.
0: I kind—I of, really wish you would have watched this, Calvin. It would have been interesting to hear what you thought of this. It's—it's it's probably the craziest movie we've done.
2: I was gonna go out on a limb and go ahead and say it was fucking terrible.
0: <laughs> Not much of a limb. It was fucking terrible. I laughed a couple times, dude.
2: So I'm just getting Keenan's text, like this is probably the worst movie we've done so far. I was
1: like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I said the weirdest movie for sure. Oh, for really? sure, the weirdest. <laughs>
0: Uh, Dan Aykroyd literally
1: has a dick on his nose.
0: It does, yeah. There's two scenes where Dan Aykroyd has a penis on his nose.
1: Yeah, well, the the tip of a penis, anyway.
0: Yeah. Coming out of his nose, or it's like on the end of his nose. So, like, imagine a prosthetic head of a dick just on the tip of your nose, sticking out like it's part of your nose. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I don't even know. You have to tell me the premise of the movie. Sometimes <laughs> I didn't even look into it.
0: Oh, don't worry. You will hear it in the Canopsis when you listen to the episode.
2: Ah, perfect. <laughs> yeah i can't read it twice i'll wait till
1: wednesday right, It came out on tuesday this last week yeah sometimes i, I really smell
0: early if i've got nothing going on <laughs>
1: so I, I got nothing better to do i don't, don't listen to it i don't post it on facebook till
0: <laughs> wednesday but I'll, I'll, I'll put it on anchor earlier uh so what have you been? what have you been, uh, over under uh four times a day how much have you been masturbating calvin alone at home by yourself
2: I would probably say under, but I was joking. Michaela is actually right here.
0: So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So how's she like being out of high school right now? Is that a big weird switch for her or like doing the online learning so. stuff?
2: All <laughs> <laughs> R7 is closed right now. So that's, that's,
0: <laughs> <a> big...
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, yeah.
2: Waiting for graduation to be rescheduled, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, how's Max doing? What's his deal with the whole um, isolation thing? Do you get to see him or? Uh, I
2: saw one. I mean, I FaceTime him, the, or whatever it's called, with Android Duo. But uh, no, he's over at his mom's quarantine, since so she took off work, so.
0: Oh, God. I wouldn't want to be quarantined with his mom. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Calvin I mean, definitely wouldn't,
1: because she's out of high school. <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, f- funny story. So, um, Calvin's uh, baby mama actually is older than him.
1: I guess that's what sent him yeah. on the path.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You- <laughs> <laughs> does does she listen to the podcast, Calvin? Absolutely, she's gonna love you guys. Oh, does she, oh my god, does she really? No, absolutely not. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say I might end at that part where I said I would not want to quarantine with her.
1: He's gonna tell you to listen to that episode now, just to fuck with you though.
2: Oh, yeah. Hey, you got this, Rob. Rob is calling you crazy and shit like
0: that. <laughs> Rob said you're a real bitch and he wouldn't want to quarantine with you. Uh, now you, you did know, say he, it.
2: Yeah, now you definitely did. I did not. You did.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listen, Calvin, we'll let you go. We wanted to do a check-in with you. And uh, if if you could do us a favor and watch the movie this week and when we call you or if you come and do the podcast, that, it's going to be so much better.
2: Okay. You got it. I, I'm not going to make any promises,
0: but I heard you. Dude, you're in isolation, and you're not working that much. You can watch the movie. God damn it! All
1: right. All right. Might as well, Kevin. Might as well. M- might as well? Yeah. Might as well.
2: <laughs> might as well.
1: All right. Hey,
0: listen, let you go. Give me, Kayla my best, and uh, we, we, we love you. All right. Love you, too. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. And moving on. Moving on to our Real Buzz Rundown. This is part of the podcast where we talk about what we liked, what we disliked, what we changed, what we wouldn't change. Give me anything and everything. Keenan, go. Calling
1: it the Real Buzz Rundown now. I like that. Yeah, I've renamed the segment. Real okay, Buzz Rundown. I'll take that yeah. all out. Um, so I said uh, at the start, I was like, I don't know that this is the type of movie that we should be doing because this seems like it's going to be pretty fucking weird. But, you know, hopefully the people watching give it a chance because it was, it was worth it, I would say. Well... Four dollars. Think about it this way: They spent forty million dollars on this movie. The least you can, and they only made eight dollar or eight million. So the least you can do is spend four dollars on Amazon to try to help uh, Dan Aykroyd recoup some of those costs. Now, like forty years later, or whatever. I mean, years he's, later.
0: he's worth one hundred and thirty million. I'm
1: not too worried about Danny. All right, fair enough, this movie should be free then, and we shouldn't have to pay $4, four dollars for it, but uh, I did watch it. I Fuck paid that, the four they should dollars. pay
0: me to watch this movie.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I, I will say, and I told you when I got here, I don't think that this is the worst movie that we've done so far. What do you think's the worst? Uh, what do you think is worse than this one? Which one did I like? I mean, I, I don't know. Halloween 3? took itself more seriously, I guess, and it was still almost just as corny as this one, but no, not... The unintentional comedy in Halloween 3 is so good. Yeah, I I don't know. I I just laughed at this one uh, quite... we didn't release Abraham Lincoln, but I'd rather watch this again over Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I will say that I do agree
0: with that. Actually, yeah. Vampire Slayer just got boring. I feel like.
1: Yeah, but so this one I thought was funny. At least I I was laughing. I was excited to see John Candy. Uh, you know I haven't seen him in a movie in a while. Yeah, kind of got to go out of your way to see a John Candy movie now. But
0: John Candy in drag was. I think that was worth the price of admission.
1: Well, and I didn't know that he was going to be in drag at first. So like, <laughs> did you he, recognize him? When, yeah, when he did at yeah. first, I was like, and now John Candy's a woman. Uh, that's the no. (laughs) what the fuck is happening in this movie a Uh, mute woman because at first i was like he's playing a pretty reserved character i don't know if i've ever seen him be this like straight edge of a type of character but um as that cop or whatever but I'll, i'll get to it as i get in here so uh i the first thing i wrote down i guess as the movie started was uh that's the gas station attendant from river's edge Uh, who was the Brazilian air, the Brazilian air. I had weird thoughts about the Brazilian brother and sister.
0: They had like a couple kind of chemistry, not a brother. sister. I kept thinking
1: they were a couple at first. Nope. Brother sister. And then he keeps saying, baby, come me, come with me, baby.
0: But because at the end, John Candy gets with his
1: sister. Oh, yeah. She puts his uh, hand on her ass. Yeah. And that's, I mean, dude, you're going to have such a good life now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that guy. In this entire movie. he has been like, dick, yeah, dick, asshole, dick. Uh, he kept calling people, dude, though, throughout the movie. I dude. dude, you should not have gone this way, dude. Even though they were the ones that wanted to go on the drive in the be- I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, so I, then I wrote, uh, give me some Demi pre-fakers, but she's still a bombshell. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Which is pretty misogynistic of me, but I mean, she's, she's fine in this so movie.
0: I've come to terms with the fact that misogyny is a part of this podcast and we don't mean it as bad as it probably sounds but it is I, I have noticed a trend that we're like oh yeah dude she's so hot
1: she's she looks really good in it
0: I do think that is part of the part of the reason why that is is because we're reviewing mostly ridiculous and bad movies which don't normally have great performances from
1: anyone let alone the women in them oh no the women are in the movies that we do on this are usually overly sexualized anyway yes like hundred play it up yeah so uh, yeah so I mean it, and it worked
0: she looked good she did look great well she had this weird Marilyn Monroe kind of thing well, going yeah, on
1: Look at her wardrobe. Yeah. She was essentially wearing that dress. It wasn't a dress. It was but, a
0: squirt kind of thing.
1: Yeah, a squirt. Skirt short. Squirt. Skort. I think the technical term is romper, Robbie. Oh, I guess you're right. I guess it was a romper, wasn't it? I don't know when those came around. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't know. Yeah. I like squirt better. Squirt, not squirt. Know, but I'm going to call it a squirt. Uh, anyway, uh, her haircut bothered me, though. Uh, there's a shot in the beginning of the movie. I think it's when she gets into her apartment she's making the phone call. She's all pissed off. And the back of her head just straight up looks like a chip, like a Doritos <laughs> chip or something. I was like, that bothers me. Like, it's a big fucking I triangle. Mean, it was early 90s hair, dude. It's just I what guess, it was. yeah. Um, and then the next note I have was, they're Brazilianaires, which I, and I, then I wrote ha Yeah, And he goes, oh, we're going to be leaving too early for you. Uh, we're getting, we're going at noon. <laughs> and he's like, they're Brazilianaires. They don't get up at before 2 p.m.
0: I know. I, I kind of wonder if that is considered to be, like, <laughs> Is that a stereotype for Braz- for Brazilians? And also, they're not Brazilians. They said they're from Argentina. Like if you look at
1: their- I thought they said Brazil. No,
0: their passports are Argentinian. Oh. So I don't understand that. It's like they just named random
1: South American They're from South America for sure we know that. But at one point she says in Brazil we have one of the fifth wonders of the world or we have the fifth wonder of the world. I know, but if you look at her passport, it says Argentina. Maybe that was some like uh- <laughs> Second layer shit that Dan Aykroyd was expecting people to uncover, like, oh, the Brazilianaires aren't actually they're they're actually Argentinian. What's going on? There's a deeper level of this movie, oh, and God. you cracked the fucking code, Robbie. Argentina. I don't know. I didn't I didn't catch that their passports were from Argentina. No, and then she Argentina. goes, it yeah.
0: smells like Sao Paulo. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, isn't that in Brazil? It is. Yeah, yeah, which was funny. Toxicity, the river, <laughs> like the mats nast- or the toxics. We can't go in the toxics. Yeah, yeah that was funny.
0: It, um, yeah, uh, I wish I would have written his name down, the uh, uh, gas station attendant from uh, River's Edge. He, he, he was he was actually, I think he had a pretty good performance. He
1: was funny. Yeah, he, he was cracking me up the whole time in this movie. Um, so then they start the, the drive or whatever, and uh, to go out, I guess they're really trying to go to Atlantic City to see some lawyer or some shit. I don't really know the setup. So
0: what they're doing is they're going to see Demi Moore's ex-boyfriend who she worked with at a law firm and he was doing a deal that she was unaware of. And she was, was, she was going to Atlantic city to a conference. He was attending to confront him about it.
1: Okay. Well, (laughs) I'm glad you picked that. I I mean, I heard some (laughs) of that shit in it, but I didn't piece that all together. So, uh, but then they start the drive, and I thought at first she's really aggressive, trying to get uh, Chevy Chase's car when she had never really met him before. Yeah, so "I'll drive."
0: Also, they, they kind of have this setup that never really pays off. That like she knows a lot about cars, and she's like, "Oh, it's a BMW, Series I537." He's like, "Yeah, it is."
1: Like, yeah, this is really cherry.
0: Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, you are. This 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 is that car's cherry. Like this is the ni- it's not the 1950s. It's yeah. the 1990s. No one says shit like that. What are we watching, American Graffiti over here? Hey, Chevy, you want to go steady with me in your cherry car and everything will be swell?
1: (laughs) No, Beaver, get out (laughs) of here. But yeah, so she was kind of uh, persistent on getting that car. I thought it was funny whenever he says, yeah, we'll go tomorrow. And then he's like super hungover in the elevator. He's like trying to, he's holding his briefcase or whatever. He's trying to button his jacket and like drops the briefcase and... Dude, I've, been, I've been there so yeah, many that's times. That's what I thought. I've, I've been, been like, there so many times. That's good, Chevy. That's good physical comedy there. Yeah, and
0: when he was like, "Oh, just," I, I can remember being in the exact same situation, being like, "There's no way I can do this." I'm just, just tell him I'm sick. I can't do this yeah. today. Oh, I'm totally done <laughs> that.
1: Yeah, nope, just tell him no. But then she comes out, and he's like, "Never mind, I'm going." Give me the keys. Yeah uh get in i thought that was funny and then they're like we want to have a lovely picnic we packed this picnic for you let's let's go on a drive Let's take it's a like, drive to the country it's like no man because technically it's all the Brazilianers' fault this oh, happens it so, is they yeah. force
0: their way into their car they're like oh you said drive we love drives and i'm like no no, no. they they force their way into the car to go on the ride and then they're
1: the ones like we want to take a drive in the country and yeah. So, so they find this primitive GPS, which actually looked pretty good for, for 1991. 90s, I was, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, was that actually? Like in BMWs at that time, or was that something they made for the movie? I have no idea. Because it looked really good for the 90s, but yeah, so they find this route out to Valkovania or whatever the fuck. Valko-Van- Valkovania? I can't remember the name. Valko- yeah. yeah, whatever. It's something like that. Um, so yeah, all their fault, but uh, <laughs> then the cops start chasing them, and the guy's like, dude, you don't need to pull over. Yeah, <laughs> You come out of the road, I'm like, it's, it's insane! You gotta get out of the car, Fausto. You gotta stop telling me what to do.
0: The, the guy's like, oh, you can, this this car will go much faster in the police officer you yeah. can just outrun him it's this like, is
1: a shitty hamlet you just outrun to run him.
0: It's like, dude if you just no never in my life have been like oh i can just outrun this guy and then when he does get pulled over chevy's like he's just gonna cite me for tickets and speeding it's like no you're being arrested for running from the
1: police absolutely
0: it's yeah, a high-speed like, car chase
1: it was the 90s it was the first bush years things were happening man yeah man yeah was that bush senior yeah it would have yeah, been man. h-dub yeah yeah herbert yeah, and and did you notice? I thought it was weird. Uh, not weird, I guess. That the only reason I think it's weird is post nine eleven. But there was a lot of shots of the twin towers at the uh, beginning of the movie. Yeah. like every time they showed New York, the, it was the twin towers. Well, yeah, man, that was a staple of the New York skyline before it went down. Yeah, that's fair. It's just now, you know, post nine eleven. Every time I see that them those towers, I'm yeah, like, oh,
0: it's gonna be like if they it, it would it would be weird if they weren't included. It'd be like having a sky like the, the Chicago skyline uh, in a shot, and not having a Sears Tower.
1: That's fair. I just, I, every time I see him, I'm like, damn. There's a lot of those in this movie. That was a sad day. Yeah.
0: Nine <coughs> eleven. Nine eleven. Where were, we? 11. Where were you? <laughs> what would you do? <laughs>
1: um, Freedom isn't free. Cost a hefty fee. Cost a fee. hefty fucking fee. Wasn't like a buck seventy five or whatever. <laughs> Freedom
0: costs a buck 05. A
1: buck five. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Um, As they're driving around, I guess Chevy Chase, a little backstory for his character. Uh, He had been married before and he's driving around. He's like, oh, she's like, you got married. Oh, we got divorced four years ago. You still love her? No, I've been over it for weeks. Yeah, no, I've been over it for weeks. uh, It's it's, it's a weird Chevy Chase kind of line. It's a Chevy Chase delivery. Like everything about it was Chevy Chase. And he was he was old form Chevy Chase in this, I guess. He was was. still vacation style Chevy Chase for sure. Uh, the best Chevy. Yeah. And he wasn't bad in this movie. He was, he, I mean, he didn't have a lot to work in with. a bad movie. He I, was, he was best he could do
0: I, with what he had to work with. I think he did a great job. And, um, how did she know he was divorced? She just goes, so how long have you been divorced? Like, it's like she had this women's intuition thing that he, she could just tell he was divorced, but they never really explained how she knew. I thought he said he,
1: that they got divorced. Oh, maybe I just did the lip smack. right. There. I did it too. Fuck it. Fuck him. Well, we're going to smack our goddamn lips all we want, but Not- we appreciate you listening. <laughs> Keep listening. Uh, Goes without saying, but Dan Ackward's makeup is terrible. Yeah. He look- so at this point, they must have been arrested and uh, taken to the Hamlet. He looks like a melted candle. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. That is a very good way to put it. And uh, so just driving through the town, obviously, it looks like Waterworld without the water and shit like that. Like, it's all gray and nasty. And uh, then you go to this fucking courthouse, and I guess you don't get out of there right away because the cops are there. But I'd be like... I'm not I'm not standing for this shit. And Fausto ends up being like, we got to get out of here when there's the Fritz's train style food coming around. Oh,
0: Uh, that was such a gross
1: scene. uh, But yeah, before I get there, I guess they're standing there about to get judged. And uh, Chevy Chase pulls out the cigar and uh, Dan Aykroyd's like, put out that dog rocket. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was funny. Dog rocket. A, it doesn't even, why is it called a dog <laughs> I rocket? I have no idea. And then another line from there is uh, he's talking to Demi Moore after she's like, that's like fiefdom and serfdom type stuff. And he's like, oh, you seem smart, lady. Uh, we should spend more time together. And she's like, I'd like that. Would you? <laughs> he's like, would you? <laughs> would you? <ya>? He's <laughs> like, no, actually, I I wouldn't like to spend more time. I'm just trying to get the fuck out of here, man. He just jumps all over it, though. Would ya? Would you? Um, and then uh, the last thing I have from that scene where they're being judged is uh, after they get dropped down into the, I guess, pit of dog toys. Yeah, I don't know, squeaky
0: toys. It's, I think is what they were. Th- this movie is like, uh, uh, what do you call those things where you just fill in the blanks? Like there's something written out, and then oh, like a ad lib. Yeah, this is this movie is essentially one large ad lib where like <laughs> the script is an ad lib, and Dan, the uh, Peter Ackroyd just kind of filled in like, and then they fall into Who's a Peter? pit of blank. Dog toys. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Who's Peter Ackroyd, though? Dan's brother. Really? Yeah, it's, I'm stepping on Tipsy Trivia. You're going to get this one right now. He wrote the movie. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I did not know that. I yep. would have probably got that wrong. Written by Peter Ackroyd. I didn't know he had a brother, Peter. Um, but yeah, so yeah, totally like an ad-lib. They fall into a pit of what? Playing dog toys. Dog toys. <laughs> um, but after they do that, And Dan's... then hot
0: dogs come around the table on a
1: train. <laughs> and the hot dogs are great. Um... <laughs> But whenever um, John Candy is clearly not down with it, he's like, we should have just let them go. They just didn't stop at a stop sign." And he's like, ah, oh, they're just a bunch of other folks to run through Grandpa's, Grandpa Alvin's old trick house. It's like, <laughs> Bankers. So he's just fucking with him. I thought at that point he was just fucking with him. It wasn't until he has the drunk drivers come in that he just murders on the bone stripper that I was like, oh, shit, no, he's going to kill them all. Yeah,
0: great cameo from Danny Baldwin.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was good. I thought I was a Baldwin, but I didn't want to look it up again. Dude, no,
0: a Baldwin, if you think someone's a Baldwin, they they normally are. Billy, Danny, Alec, Stephen, I think I've got all of them. They're they're like the Arquettes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good way. Well, I don't know as many Arquettes. I just know Patricia and David. Um, Courtney Cox, formerly an Arquette.
0: Arquette. Um, There's other ones. The the one that was transgendered that died recently. They uh, played the role of... um, George in The Wedding Singer.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, anyway, arcade trivia uh, coming later. Yeah. Uh, The next line I have is, I'll blow him, and then John Candy goes, maybe later next century <laughs> It's like was oh, sick fucking burn john, Candy. <laughs> <laughs> john,
0: to john candy's not his dialogue wasn't really that way again it goes back to the writing his dialogue really wasn't that well written yeah so
1: none of the jokes really land and his direction was really bad there too because he's supposed to obviously that character was told to just be flat the whole time right he's just even killed and flat. straight yeah so uh, i'll blow him maybe later next century oh man nice last time i've heard that joke i laughed so hard i fell off my dinosaur it's like that type of a joke
0: yeah and honestly i really think he was grossly misused in this movie you cast john candy and then you make him a straight guy and then okay but he has another character
1: where he's in drag but he can't speak but he can't speak yeah let him speak it it was grossly misused you're telling me john candy can't do like a falsetto type voice of course or even have him do like that deep deep woman type voice he could have done a voice for aldona but yeah that was disappointing um, I said Mr. Bone Stripper would be a terrible fucking way to go out. And what a
0: stupid name. Like, who was really, Mr. Bone Stripper? That's the name of your death machine? That's a
1: stupid fucking name. Well, it seems to strip the bones from the blood. I don't know. There's no blood or something. It's very literal. It's yeah. very literal. I thought it was funny that they would come out and hit the bullseye of the bones. Bing! Not like, ha funny, but just like, oh my god, what are you doing here? Yeah. Um,
0: Someone thought of this. That's all I'll say. Someone took the time to construct and
1: think of this so it's gonna be like a roller coaster right that's gonna end with their bones going through a machine that end up spit out hitting it. yeah that's
0: how right. on earth did this movie get past a first pitch meeting
1: our hollywood dan executives Ackroyd, yeah dan Aykroyd, and he said i got my buddy chevy chase that's gonna do it with me
0: and i got john candy on board okay yeah, yeah. you're right you're
1: right that's that's the only reason and it's gonna be dan Aykroyd's directorial debut, debut. yeah they they had to have thought. I mean, they gave him forty million dollars in ninety one movie, or ninety one money to make this movie. Yeah, it, yeah, it's got to be like eighty million today. I don't know. What yeah, it and is, then so. you got Demi
0: Moore on top of that and like kind of the peak of her, well, not the peak of her starting, but in the like the the midst of a, her major
1: stars. She's part, the part of the brat pack at this point and all that stuff. Yes,
0: she. Well, yeah, I think that's kind of coming to an
1: end. Yeah, but, but she's she's been through that. Oh yeah, everyone knows who she is. Um, I did say if they remade this movie, which obviously they never would, Amy Poehler would be a great female cop, uh, oh, like yeah, the, the the cousin. Lady, yeah, the cousin, uh, I just kept thinking Amy Poehler could do this. She'd, she'd be good at that.
0: Hot take. I would like to see this remade just but with a different cast updated and just, if they lean into the fact that it's terrible and just kind of highlight that, I think if you leaned into it and, um, you had the right cast, you could make
1: this movie and it would be funny. I feel like if enough people saw this movie, it could get cult status. It's definitely not a cult movie, but it's like out there as like campy and just ridiculous. definitely has cult potential. Yeah. Maybe we'll start it. The cult of uh, nothing but trouble. (laughs) We're going to be the presidents of the nothing but trouble fan club. I don't know. If we get into that, it sounds like it'd be nothing Nothing but but trouble. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Then I said, you know, there's nothing better at the end of a long day on the road than a nice warm glass of Hawaiian punch. See,
0: just random things like
1: that. Where yeah. was like, who oh, wants
0: some Hawaiian punch? You're like, what?
1: You know, Hawaiian, about- Hawaiian punch must have given him a 100 grand or something for that that product plug. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Or they bought the rights for it. I mean, they were spending $40 million. They're like, we got to have Hawaiian punch. And it goes back to the Mad Libs. And then they were drinking Hawaiian punch. Yeah, um, which I haven't had Hawaiian punch in a while. But I remember loving Hawaiian punch. So I want to get some Hawaiian punch.
0: Yeah, when I was
1: a kid. I mean, it's just sugar water. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty like Kool-Aid, I guess, pretty much. It is. It's exactly what it is. No. Um, Just so, with
0: a white guy with super weird red
1: hair. <laughs> yeah, he's like a ro- riding a wave, too, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a surfer man. Uh, maybe he was with uh, Bodie. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and now John Candy is a woman, too. What the hell is happening is my next thing that I wrote down. <laughs> then I have the quote here. Uh, this here is my granddaughter, Eldona. She's single. And the best 5A mechanic around these parts. <laughs> Genuine wage earner. Shrugged dumb at birth with a thunderclap. <laughs> and uh, so I thought that was funny. No, it was good. She, the, the, she was mute. So it wasn't like she was struck dumb. She just couldn't speak. Yeah, well, he said struck dumb at birth with a thunderclap. What does that mean Exactly. I don't, well, with a clap of thunder, I don't know. Oh, okay. I just wrote down the right. line word for word, so that way I could <laughs> read no, no, it No, I mean, so.
0: no, none of this dialogue makes sense or means anything. Yeah. He calls the cigar a dog
1: rocket. I, I skipped over the part, I did it in the uh, cold open, but that might as well talk. When he says hula, 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 then bula, 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 look who's got the front seat to the Mexican hat dance now, just like spiders on a birthday cake. Just like spiders on a birthday cake. What the fuck does any of that mean? It's just gibberish. Yeah, I mean... I, whatever, just like spiders on a birthday cake, though, reminded me of wild, wild west when, uh, the tarantulas come over the presidential cake, you know, the white uh, house. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 I So that. go
1: back and listen to wild, wild west episode, folks, if you haven't. Now I'm working. no I'm Morgan Um, so that's where Jimmy Hoffa went, I guess. Jimmy Hoffa took a turn until Valkenvania and, uh, ended up being judged.
0: Yeah, I like how the, that's what they did. They, they, uh, they, they, um... Yeah, that's for Jimmy Hoff ended up dying. Apparently, we solved the murder. I it, thought it was clever. It was. I'll give him that. Yeah, it was funny. I mean, especially back in '91. That, that that's pretty funny.
1: Yeah. Um, I was not expecting him to take off his nose like that Ugh. after they go down the slides, and then Chevy Chase is just right there. He's like, yeah.
0: He's almost like, in like Caitlin was saying, with the hills have eyes kind of thing. It's it, it it does seem like they're inbred and like mutated or something. Like it's they seem like mutants. Well, at least the judge does.
1: Yeah. And Aldona, and then um. Little Devil and Bobo. Well, I, so the judge, though, I guess he did seem like a mutant, but they explained he lost his leg because he was in France in World War I, and then he lost his face ship because of the explosion or whatever. Um, the, there was a n- little newspaper clipping that said, uh, Explosion at the Foundry Gets the Foreman or something like that, and oh, that was about him. So they okay. explained why he had no nose, at least kind of, I guess. Ugh. But it, it was disgusting. They didn't need to put that in there. He didn't need to have no nose. I no, didn't come back around at just, all or anything. It's
0: just a strange, like, it's just a strange detail in the script. Where you're like, why? Like, just because. Yeah. Just because be, I want to have a scene where he takes his nose off. Why? Well,
1: I don't know. Yeah, because it's cool. Yeah. Um, and then I only have a couple more notes here. What the fuck is with the two grandsons, who I didn't know at that point was Bobo and Little Devil.
0: Yeah, it's strange Arrested development there. Um, they, they're, I mean, they're adult babies.
1: Yeah, and yeah,
0: they, they they look like they're wearing big rubber shiny adult baby suits.
1: Yeah, and they like to eat cereal. Yeah, from when I from when they, I get and me. they
0: still talk like they're toddlers.
1: Yeah, yeah, but they know they want to get uh, Demi Moore. Yeah, Diane.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, what again? It's just one of those <coughs> those weird kind of fucked up thoughts or, uh, a director a writer has, in your and then you're pitching. You're like, yeah, and there's gonna be two giant adult babies who have some sort of strange Arrested Development Syndrome, and you're just like, why? What does this bring to the plot? Well, it's funny. No, it's not. Well, it's interesting. No, it's not. Well, <laughs> we can put them in prosthetics, though. We shouldn't. And Dan Aykroyd wants to have a second part in the film, so...
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why I wonder if Dan Aykroyd was like, well, John Candy's played in two roles, so now I have to, too. I'm sure it wasn't that way, but...
0: It, it wasn't. He actually didn't want to play Bobo, but they, based on the script and based off of... Um, him pitching it to people who potentially would want to do the role. No, no one wanted to do it, so so he had to. <laughs> so
1: he just ended up having to. Yeah, since so he was
0: the director, he's like, "All right, I can't find anyone to do this. No one wants to, so I, I guess I'll do it."
1: Who was Little Devil?
0: I actually looked him up. Um, don't remember his name. He that was. There's not a lot on him on IMDb. He, he pretty much is. He was a little devil. He's Little
1: Devil. He's, it's he's a bad career choice, uh, I guess. He,
0: he was in uh, small parts in a couple other Dan Aykroyd movies that he was a big part of, but I think he's basically just Dan Aykroyd's friend.
1: Okay, well, all right. My last note that I have is, is that fucking Tupac? Yeah, yeah that's Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool, I guess. Yeah, See Tupac comes, in there.
0: Hey, in what other movie, are you, are you going to get, you know, a judge that lets, you know, the black man go and, you know, tries to kill a white man? That's a good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. Say what you want about Judge. Uh, he uh, he definitely is ahead uh, of the
1: curve from a progressive perspective. For sure, yeah. 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 So take that.
0: I'm like, is that, is that Humpty? That's Humpty.
1: Yeah, well, and so uh, it was Digital Underground, yeah, right? Yeah, Digital Underground. But then, I didn't, was Tupac in Digital Underground, I guess, back in the day? yeah, yeah. I, I miss that, If I guess. you
0: uh, watch the credits, they play a Digital Underground song, and Tupac has a verse in it.
1: All around the world. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, that was dope that Tupac was there. Yeah, his, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Before, I My think, name is Humpty. I just recognized the dude's voice. Like, uh, oh,
0: no, I know. that. I didn't, I knew it was Digital Underground, but I didn't know that was Humpty until he started speaking. Like, oh, that's Humpty.
1: Yeah. Well, that's one thing I did look up. I was like, this has to be a real group. It and is. It, oh, yeah. yeah. Digital but, Underground. So hopefully that didn't spoil Tipsy Trivia. But
0: All right. No, it's time for me to give <laughs> my Real Buzz rundown. And so going back to trademarks with Demi Moore, the first note I have for one of her trademarks being she cries well during emotional scenes. That first scene was terrible
1: in the elevator. Awful crying. I didn't take a note on that. But, yeah, terrible fake crying. Just awful.
0: Not good at all. And that's I agree. What, supposed to be one of her trademarks. All right, hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab a beer. I'll be right back. Do you want one? Uh, yeah, might as well. OK. All right, so back to my notes here. I, I wrote down the Brazilians thing. That's funny, and then I wrote in parentheses again, "They're from Argentina." So I don't. <laughs> there, there was something I saw. I, I'm pretty sure it was the passports where they keep saying they're from Brazil, but their passports are Argentinian. So it's, it's, it's just strange. Yeah. And I don't. So they never really explain. They, so the the Brazilians, Argentinians, whatever, the South Americans, they have a relationship with Chevy Chase because he is their financial advisor per se, investment
1: advisor. Yes. So why are they so interested in going with him on a drive? Well, at one point they say Chevy Chase. I guess he he writes a column or something like yeah, that. It's, like it's a newsletter. So they probably yeah. just want to be friends with that guy like they they they're the Brazilianaires that think they're cool and then they you know they're friends with their financial advisor they're just being very intrusive to have no motivation as to why they'd want to be with this man going on a drive well yeah there's the scene at the beginning where he um is having the party at his apartment or whatever yeah yeah, at the the beginning the door guy's like you're having a party he's like oh am I how am am I doing there it'd be nice to know half the people at your own party which I get because it does suck throwing a house party when you don't know people that show up it's awful I've done it so I I I'll let that slide they gave the impression he was kind of like a hot shit type thing that people might want to be near and stuff
0: that doorman you just referenced that's
1: peter ackroyd that's dan's brother ah really yep so was he doing an Irish accent or some shit, though? Yes. It, uh, again, that's just another choice. <laughs> okay. He, he's right. not actually
0: Irish. He's like, yeah, all right. But again, it's just it's it, it, that explains why Peter Ackroyd was the writer. Like, that's a microcosm. It's was like, OK, he's a doorman, but he's Irish. Well, why is he Irish? Just because I want to do. I
1: think I do a pretty good Irish accent. I'm going to do it, Dan. Yeah, Peter's like, it. I
0: want to show off my Irish accent ability. So he's he's Irish. Huh? Interesting. Well, you know, he fooled me. I'll give him that. Yeah, no, it was good. It was. I will say he does have a good Irish accent. Yeah. Uh, so this is after. Okay, right after they've been judged, they fall through the trap door into the pit of dog toys and <laughs> that's <laughs> into the
1: pit of dog toys and
0: th- this 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 line happens after all of that he says oh we can just talk to him they seem like they're they have got to be reasonable people i'm like what are you talking about you just after everything you've been through and you know the 10 minutes this movie's been going on in this scene you think
1: these people will be reasonable yeah i i took that as uh kind of chevy chase yeah just being chevy chase and then it, moving on to the, that the hot dog eating
0: scene Ugh. so gross man like Aykroyd, he was really going for it for the the gross factor and during this scene like it, he's got he just piles this hot dog onto two slices of bread Puts mayo and ketchup, just and piles mustard. it on, and There, there was a
1: trifecta of colors there.
0: Yeah, it was. So it, it, just imagine all of these condiments mixed together,
1: dripping off of his face, o- off of white bread, off it's so off gross. of a gray sauce, like a hot dog. T- oh my god, dude!
0: And, and Aykroyd looks disgusting before he's eating. Yeah. So it's just the gross factor. There it was, it was it was too much. It was overwhelming.
1: I suggest you guys have him the way I do. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that was a bad impression of him, but he's got that train moving around, squirting the mustard. It's like what the fuck is is this movie man it's just
0: caitlin said this too it, very, it was like a drug-fueled mad lib script yeah. yes that that's that's how i described that drug-fueled mad lib fever dream
1: that yeah that scene that dinner scene was gross and that's when fausto, fausto has enough too he's like i'm getting the fuck out of <laughs> yeah, here like fausto, jumping out of a fucking window
0: his reaction there is totally warranted and i'm like yeah i mean i get it i probably would have tried to escape at this point too these people don't seem legit it's not like I don't think they're going to be.
1: Yeah, and obviously they're. I mean, it's just a sick fucking family. Yeah, they got guns and shit. But I'm with Fausto. I'd jump out of that window and go across the toxic river. And so another thing that they establish pretty
0: poorly uh, is the romantic relationship starting between Demi and Chevy. It's just out of nowhere. They just the the first time they were when they were kissing.
1: It's just like where did this come from? I thought at first. That she was going to be fucking with him or something like that, and like try to like she was. play a joke on him. But then, no, I guess that was really supposed to be a moment. Oh, I've got to go lie down. Yeah, she seemed like she was drunk with
0: anxiety or something, and she, yeah. and then she just starts kissing him. And it's like, what is happening? What, what are you doing? It's, yeah, th- there's no element that establishes that they are even starting to have a romantic relationship until they just start kissing. Yeah. If anything, she's angry with him before that when when they get stuck down because he makes an ass of himself in front of the judge and get some, you know, makes him stay there for longer.
1: Yeah, that's fair. But the judge was going to keep him regardless since he was a banker. Yeah. Bankers, bankers, damn bankers.
0: And you got to love the irony of, you know, the end of the movie when after um, the explosion happened and the uh, whatever was underground turned to oil. So that investment actually does pay off.
1: I didn't even think about that, but yeah,
0: yeah. He's sitting on a ton of
1: crude oil. Just made a shit ton of money. Good for him. Nah, he's got a dick nose. (laughs) He does. He's ugly as fuck. (laughs) So,
0: and I thought it was interesting how... Once they're in the house and it's like it's it's like a it's like a haunted house where it just doors open randomly and they're basically leading you like a rat in a maze to a piece of cheese. Yeah. And it, it almost
1: like an Ikea. Have you been to an Ikea? I've never been to Ikea, but I hear that's what happens. That's what they do. They, you have to go in a line or some shit.
0: Yeah. So you, you once you enter the store, you can't exit the store without walking through the entire store. It's it's by design. And that's it. It reminded me of like a haunted house. Ikea. It, it was strange. Yeah. And exactly halfway through the movie, I, this was an accident. I had to pee and I paused it. Exactly halfway through the movie, Demi Moore says the line, I don't know how much more of this crap I can take. And I was like, <laughs> I feel you.
1: <laughs> well, that's a happy uh, circumstance there. It
0: was like, funny. I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm We're only halfway through this. Preach, sister. Yeah, we talked about he had claimed Hoffa's death. That um, <laughs> was like, Tupac? Humpty Hump? Digital Underground?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I guess he lets the musicians go because, uh, he can, he can really get down on those keys there.
0: No, I know. That's the judge that wrote that down. Judge just starts jamming with them. Yeah. It's just like, I don't, it was again, it's a strange fucking scene that doesn't have any rhyme or reason. It's just like then digital Underground's going to come there and then they're going to be like, they're going to set up their music and their instruments. And then the judge is going to start playing with them. It was almost just a plug to get their song in the movie.
1: Yeah. That's probably what it was. And, uh, I appreciate it though that that whole scene I didn't mind it. After I saw like thought I saw Tupac though for that whole scene, I was just looking to see if that was actually Tupac. So was I wasn't Tupac. looking at anybody else. I was just trying to find Tupac in it. It was
0: Tupac. So when John Candy John Candy comes down the stairs in that wedding dress, he just looks like a massive Fabergé egg. That's it's the <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, just, it, it's, it's a, a, it's a, a it? strange
1: dress. Oh man, yeah. Good old John Kenny. He, he had some strength in that, though, I guess. Picking up Chevy Chase and Demi Moore about to throw down the, yeah. the mining chef.
0: Well, and so originally this, um, so th- this screened originally and they had to re-edit a ton of it because they wanted it to have a PG-13 rating and not an R rating. And I think that hurt them. I yeah. think if they could have gone, like they went full stylized, but if they could have had like the um, the leeway with an R rating to do more, like apparently it was supposed to be ultra violent. And they had to cut out all of the ultra-violent scenes because it they it wasn't marketable to enough people. Clearly, it didn't make a difference.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, you, if that's the only thing that was kind of cut out of it, I don't think what this movie was missing was blood and gore. Like, I don't think blood and gore would have made it any better.
0: Yeah, probably not. It, yeah, you're right. Because there's no
1: blood, really. I
0: mean, they show the bones going through, but there's, yeah. And it's very, it's very childlike. It's just like, this is not what this would look like. The bones wouldn't come out clean like that. Yeah. And then the the last thing I have
1: is I've never heard of a nap mirror before this movie. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was uh, I kind of left that you're just having a mirror.
0: <laughs> and the only reason I, I, I thought she just said an odd way of saying nightmare, like she just like messed up the line. But then I had closed captioning on. I'm like, oh no, she said nightmare. Yeah, I was watching
1: it with the the subtitles on too. Yeah, that's oh Jesus Christ. That's... Very cartoonish too, though. How he like no. he got a hole through the wall or whatever of his body yeah. when he jumps out of the room. Like, no, oh, okay. This yeah, But you already told when we were on the phone with Caitlin that I guess they didn't know how to end it, right? No, so. they didn't.
0: And the ending was not, like, the production crew was like, this is a stupid fucking ending. But but again, I'm I'm with the writer. How do you end this movie?
1: No, actually, I mean, I for what the movie was, I didn't hate the ending. The only thing I didn't like about the ending was the Chevy Chase hole through the wall.
0: Yeah, they didn't need
1: it. It was stupid. Yeah. All
0: right, moving on. Do you know
1: what time it is?
0: It's It's time time for tipsy trivia.
1: I didn't do the fart this week.
0: (laughs) Well, now that you pointed out, you kind of (laughs) did. Okay, uh, so if you don't know the rules here, I'll lay them out for you. There are five trivia based questions from this film. Uh, if you get three of the five correct, you don't have to shotgun. And I do. If you get less than three
1: correct, I have to shotgun or you have to shotgun and I don't. And that's same goes for the listeners at home. Yes.
0: Yeah, same goes for if you're listening right now in your car.
1: You yeah. better be shotgunning with us. I, if you're in your car, go get a beer at the quake trip. You know, pull over the side of the road and you're going to have to shotgun. We're
0: going to have to go with the honor system here, but we're going to we're going to go ahead and assume you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, but inevitably, Maybe go
1: home before you shotgun though We don't want to say shotgun in your car yeah, no, 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 Don't drink and drive, that's not good If you don't get three of these right, you listener You're shotgunning too
0: But inevitably we'll both end up shotgunning beers And sorry I didn't put out the natter days to warm up So they're going to be kind of cold when we do it But whatever
1: When it hits your throat
0: So good uh, Okay, true or false, number one uh, This was Tupac Shakur's film debut
1: Ooh, I did not look that up Well good, you're not supposed to True. It is true. Aha. He, he did have a film career, though. He was in a, a few yeah, movies. He was in Juice. Yep. That was a good one. Deep Blue Sea. They ate me. A fucking shark ate me. They ate me.
0: A fucking shark ate me.
1: <laughs> that's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, over. that's from Chappelle's show. Every time I hear Juice, I always have to follow it up with that line. It'll get you drunk. <laughs> juice. That was a good one. <laughs> Deep Blue
0: Sea. They ate me. A fucking shark ate me. Drink. you'll be fucking fat bitches in no time
1: (laughs) yeah they deserve to die and I hope they burn in hell I hope they burn in hell oh man oh great sketch (laughs) yeah Tipsy Trivia brought to you by Samuel L. Jackson (laughs) I'll have a Sam Bill Burr's in that skit yeah that's a great skit man I'll
0: have a Sam Jackson too (laughs) All right, uh, number two true false Complex Magazine named this one of the top 25 greatest comedy of the 90's false true what I know I complex I don't that I they've of the lost, 90s of the
1: 90s they've lost all credibility with me what year did that article come out I don't know why didn't look that up <laughs> well I'm just Jesus saying, Christ, man, I, I do enough research okay <laughs> of the 90s fuck yeah. there's a, I could come up with 25 better comedies right now yeah I could come up with 40 yeah well that's crazy all
0: right over under four and a half how many movies did Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase appear in together
1: hmm under under it was four all right uh okay number are you number four you should have the four what do you mean you should have the four movies there oh you're right i should have spies like us i think Spies like us um this This one one. yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that's the
0: end of that and there's then two other ones yeah uh bill murray and dan Aykroyd's brothers both appear in the film which of the two brothers wrote the screenplay Oh, fuck yeah. So, uh, Dan Aykroyd's brother. Yeah, Peter Aykroyd. So, Brian Brian Doyle Murray,
1: uh, who's Bill Murray's brother at the very end. He's, uh, one of the cops, yes. I guess. Yes, know? he is. Because he's in the t- opening credits. I know Brian Doyle, not like personally. Well, but, whole, yeah. uh, he hangs out in Kansas City a lot, I guess. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I know people that have like pictures with him and shit like that. Oh, that's cool. Um, I always remembered him from Christmas vacation. He was the boss that, yeah,
0: that, uh, Eddie brings back. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, uh, he's good. Brian Doyle. Yeah, no, he's he's good. He's done some things. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, if for being Bill for Bur- the
1: for being Bill Murray's brother, if he hadn't done too bad. Yeah, well, and his, he's got another brother that does shit too. Oh yeah, I guess it I, I guess I did know he that. was in Mad Men and stuff.
0: Okay, number five over under four million. How far over budget was this film?
1: Over under four, I mean, I feel like with $40 million, I'm going to say over.
0: Yeah, five million. So that's the thing. This movie went five million uh, dollars over
1: budget. Wow. Yeah. Well, it looks like you're shotgunning, Robbie. Yeah, you did good, man. You did good this week. Uh, That second one, I should have got right. Because I wanted to do the Calvin logic on it, but I went with what I thought was obvious. Like, no, there's no way. But you but, didn't, so you didn't get it right. Yeah. Don't, don't say you should have gotten it right. You I'm didn't. I'm just saying, I should have. I should have Calvin logic you on that one. Oh, God. Calvin got that one right driving around in his car. Yeah, it's it's going to be
0: true. It's going to be true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Drinking Buddies. Buddies buddy,
1: buddy, buddy. Who's your drinking buddy in this film? I've got two. Okay. Uh, well... I I had said Tupac at first, but he's not really a character in the movie, no, and it wouldn't be drinking with Tupac.
0: Yeah, no, it would be. No, no, I don't I don't think Tupac's uh, eligible for this this category. Yeah,
1: so I, I would just drink with the Brazilians, Fosto and his sister.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna go with if I had to. There's not a lot of great
1: options. No, really, no. I mean, Chevy Chase wouldn't be bad. I yeah, don't think
0: Chevy Chase is the boring answer. Uh, yeah. if, if I wanted to get a little crazy, I'll go with you know Bobo and Little Devil. Yeah, that could be interesting. Uh. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> it, it, it would get old really quickly.
1: Yeah. I would have to get just shivoed, shit hammered. Yeah, yeah. well, it, or get them shit hammered so you could get out of there. That would be my whole plan of action, would be get them drunk, and then I would get the hell out of there.
0: Yeah, I mean, they already seemed like they were they were stupid as fuck.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, moving on. Rotten Tomatoes over under. I will set the critics
1: at a 4%. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. I have to say over. It's a 5%. All right. Well, just based on fucking Control Magazine or whatever. <laughs> Complex. <laughs> Complex. Giving it a... God damn, that's crazy. I will set the
0: audience at a 46%. Under. 45%. All right. Man, you are on it today, Keenan. I uh, think it's 5.1. It is. <laughs> All right. Let's go. i IMDb, yeah, IMDb is a 5.1. IMDb is 5.1. Uh, All right, well, that's our episode uh, for this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, We appreciate it again. Stay safe, stay healthy, uh, social distance, wash your hands, all that shit. We're going to get through this together. Yes, we will. And uh, we will see you next week.
1: We are the Real
0: Buzz Crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This
1: This concludes our broadcast day. That sounded really loud that time. Oh,
2: thank you.